Welcome to First Generation Burden, a series of conversations with immigrants and the children of immigrants. My name is Rich Tu and I'm your host. So first off, sorry for the late drop. I have been traveling, so these have been harder to get out on time. But welcome to episode six. We have a great guest today. His name is Shane Griffin, and he's an artist living in New York. Um, he's originally from Dublin. He was also a young gun and one of Print Magazine's uh, new visual artists, 15 under 30. Um, he's also one of the Sunday Afternoon Boys, so he's one of the founding partners, and uh, he's pretty amazing. And he's a great motion artist, illustrator, film director, does art um, of the fine variety as and we have a really great conversation so our story starts in Dublin and it ends up in London and eventually we get to how Shane got here in New York and we cover all his projects and it's a, a really good time we also have a first for this podcast where we literally had finished our conversation and then Shane and I just cracked open a couple of beers in his apartment uh, which he's moving out of. And then all of a sudden, it started getting good, and then we turned the mics back on. So you'll hear that moment. Uh, but believe me, it's uh, the second half of the conversation is really fun. But also uh, be warned that we get into Rogue One spoilers. So if you don't want that movie spoiled, we'll let you know in that moment, and then you can choose to turn it off or not. And just to let you guys know, since this is episode six, I will be taking a break for a few weeks after this. Not exactly sure how long, but uh, I'm going to put it away and then go for the second half very very soon i'll let you guys know when that happens but in the meantime here's our conversation with shane griffin oh wow you're so smart i'm so blind oh are you really yeah, i had no idea do you wear contacts no when did you realize that you needed I glasses you keep this for the <laughs> i think we should this is you... a great story <laughs> tell me how you realized you needed glasses how i realized you needed glasses um A friend of mine had glasses. I'm saying, oh, I've had glasses all my life, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, let, let me try them on real quick. Put them on. And I was like, holy shit, I can see to the end of the street. Like, I can see. <laughs> but I didn't, here's what I didn't realize, right? Humans have like an infinite plane of focus. Okay. Right? Okay. They have like an infinite plane of focus. And I always thought your eye looked like was like a camera. And it was like, you know, after a certain distance, it kind of just went blurry. Sure. So I never knew that, and I, you know, people are always talking about like, you know, predators can see for miles and shit. And I was like, oh, fuck with glasses. I can see for miles. This is amazing. So I got them and um, uh, yeah, I, I honestly, I, I couldn't believe it for about two weeks. I was like, I can actually read everything. I understand what the street, the street signs are so small now. Whoa. So 29 years, never had them. But you never had an eye test in the meantime to determine that you needed them no, or not? No, I mean, I always knew it wasn't great. But I didn't, you know, I was operational. Everything was just this beautiful self-focus, you know, like this I beautiful haze. I knew it haze. wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful soft haze. You know, yeah, everybody looked beautiful. Now everybody's like, oh my God, I'm like, you. I was like, oh, <laughs> you look like shit. Why are we friends? Yeah, why are we friends? Get off my timeline. <laughs> That's the best. Shane Griffin. In the house. I'm in your house, technically. Technically, you're in my house. <laughs> Soon to be somebody else's yeah, house. Yeah, soon to be somebody else's house. Yeah, there are a lot of boxes around here. Mm-hmm. And um, I presume that you're going to rope me into doing some of that, uh, yeah. some of this packing for you. Yeah, you're going to bubble wrap that speaker ah. over there. Really? Yeah. Okay, I can yeah. do that. You can do that. Oh, I can definitely handle that speaker. I thought you were going to give me something else like this couch. Like I was going to bubble wrap the couch. Oh, well, next. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> next on Shane's house. <laughs> Um, so thanks for thanks for being on here. And uh, dude, you are a brilliant, creative human being. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank and you uh, yeah, you also have like a, a huge bevy of talents. Do you want to just tell us what you do? What I do now? 
Um, yeah. I do. I mean, I do a bunch of different things, um, but I'm traditionally, traditionally like motion graphics artist. That's what I'm, that's what I did for the majority of my career. I've been, I've been moving into um, a lot of different things this year. This year has been really great to experiment with what I've learned and, and to kind of take it down different roads, different mediums. Um, I've been working a lot with, with sculpture and fine art and also um, VR as well, which has been really cool. So yeah, just kind of utilizing the skills that I've, I've learned as a designer and as a, as a motion guy, as a 3D guy. And uh, and applying it just to to different things in different places. Um, you are also from Dublin, yes. I am from Dublin. Yeah, can we just talk a little bit about like how you got here uh-huh. and how you started and um, where you were born? I want to know all the specifics. Tell me the hospital. Tell me the weight. Oh, the weight. Well, you should have a photo to accompany this. Can my photo just be me as a baby? Because I'm so fat. It's un- are you serious? Yeah, I haven't gained much weight since, as you can see. Um. Wow. Yeah. Are you I, serious? You were like, I was you're ten and a so half pounds. skinny now. 10 and a half pounds. Big 10 baby. 10 and a half pounds. Yeah. Huge baby. Biggest Whoa. baby you've ever seen. That's a huge baby. A monster. A monster. You're, honestly. you're like a yeah. kaiju baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, yeah. So I was born in Dublin, um, in Ireland. And I was born in um, St. James's Hospital, I believe, on January 12th. Uh, two weeks overdue. So I was a big baby. And um, big, big baby Shane, big baby Shane, big baby Shane, and and um, yeah. So I was I was brought up in Ireland. I lived in I was brought up in a place called uh, Poppentry in Ballymun, which is uh, not the nicest area mm. in the world. Um, Poppentry, 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 Poppentry. Yeah, in Ballywan, Ballymun, Ballymun, Ballymun. Yeah, ba- Ballymun. Um, <clears throat> uh, where there's a lot of uh, definitely social issues and. People stealing horses and all this sorts of weird stuff that you don't get. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's a strange place. Was it like a suburban vibe, urban yeah, vibe? It's it, yeah, it's an urban vibe for sure. It's uh, it's it's tr- it was traditionally kind of um, low-income families. Um, you know, a lot of social housing, things sure. like that. Like our, ours was social house. Uh, and then uh, I went to uh, an all-Irish school, so I spoke Irish. Um, so. You spoke Irish. Spoke Irish. Did all my subjects in Irish. What exactly does that mean? Well, it is a language. <laughs> uh, no, no I, I, I understand. But I mean, what exactly does that mean in terms of like, how does that translate to English? Or I mean, it's, it's a funny one because the, the language itself doesn't um, doesn't go much further than Ireland. You know what I mean? It's sure. like, it's it's a it's a Celt language, a Gaelic language. Sure. Um, and there's, there's some similarities between Welsh, some similarities between Scottish. Sure. But next to English doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's still based on Latin, like, uh, characters and stuff. Really? So you can pronounce it, but it's yeah. a bit, it's a bit different. Is that a fairly uh, typical experience to go to a, a, to be educated in Irish? Not really. No. Uh, I wouldn't say that most people, I, I think the, the subject itself is taught in school, but doing all your subjects through Yeah, it, through exactly. It is, yeah, it's pretty difficult. So. That's so interesting. It, yeah. I mean, it's, I, I never got, I wish I had to done like, you know, I went to a Chinese school or something, you know, <laughs> something that might be useful for me now. But no, <laughs> I went to an Irish school. Uh, actually, I was I was at a I was at a thing with my Irish mate the other day, and he's he's not so fluent, and he was trying to talk about someone in okay. Irish in front of them to me, so I understood, and I was like, <laughs> like "Don't like, try, don't just speak in English, man." <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> but yeah, so does I, that yeah. ever come out? What do you ever use it? Um, so uh, rarely, rarely. I mean. Sometimes it's a bit of a joke or, you know, a bit of slang, but 
rarely. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. What's and, Irish slang? I mean, I would use the Irish word as slang for something, if that makes sense. Like what? Just one example. Uh, let's say a bike is called a rohur. A rohur? Rohur. Yeah. Rohur. Huh. Um, they're like, I might say, look at that. Ro-. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't prepared that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah. So, uh, so I went to, I went to an all Irish school for my, uh, what do you call it? Junior. junior um, school yeah. Junior high school. Yeah. Junior high. Th- yeah. Junior high. And then for my high school as well. Um, then my high school, I got to the final, I was at the final year, about to transition to the final year. They kind of told me not to come back. So I went to an English school, finished in an English school. Did they really? Yeah. Was it, was Principal. that a you thing or was that a them thing? Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, I know you now. I mean, I was. So I, I can only imagine. No, I was a good student. I was a really good student. Um, you know, definitely in the top, in the top of the, top of the class. All right, but um, sure. I just, I just didn't vibe with. Um, Got it. Just didn't vibe with the, uh, the, the amount of rules and the amount of kind of sure. silliness um, that went with school. So I, I always, I was a bit expressive for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, so they told me not to come back. So I went to, <laughs> I went to a different school with my best buddy. He left as well. And uh, yeah, then from, from then on, I kind of, um, I kind of went to, uh, I finished, I finished school there um, and I applied for architecture. Oh, um, to, oh I knew uh, this. Yeah, I really wanted to be an architect. So applied for architecture, didn't get it. Um, I did an interview for it and they said, I think you'd be better suited as a designer. Oh, really? I was like, oh, somebody can tell the future in this bitch. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so I was like, no, no, no. I really want to do this. I really want to do this. And they were like, oh, well, we'll give you a call. Um, so subsequently ended up becoming a designer. Whoa. And, and and did you get your first gigs in, in Dublin, presumably? I did, yeah. Um, I had a, my brother's friend was a graphic designer, uh, kind of motion graphics sure. guy for like a lot of broadcast work some commercial work in a very small, very small post. At what point uh, were you, like, were you in college at this point? Were you in university? I was, no, no, so I never, I never went to college. Um, So this is when I was about 18. Got it. I started uh, kind of assistant because I I would play around with, I mean, the the, the world (laughs) was very different back then. There wasn't all, there wasn't all these tools out there. It wasn't, wasn't easy to download packages and follow tutorials and and whatnot to to learn. Sure. It was just kind of figure it out yourself. Sure. Days. Um, so I, uh, I got a, I got a kind of internship with this guy who just needed an assistant to kind of go and help him with all this stuff he really didn't want to do. And, um, he, uh, I ended yeah, I ended up kind of learning from him a, a lot of things, a lot of techniques he was doing. He, cause it was a kind of a two man show in there. And then there was, there was me assisting them they would find the trickiest ways around stuff. You know, they, they kind of, they kind of taught me all the, all the tricks of the trade rather than learning the theory. It was all like, here's the quickest way to do it. You know, here's the quickest way as possible oh, to do it. Oh, pure problem solving mode. Yeah. Pure po- problem solving, which is, which is kind of the best, which was amazing at the end of it. Yeah. Um, and I got really obsessed with, uh, the American style of work at that point, you know? Um, I mean, this is probably 10, 11 years ago now. Sure. What's the American style of work? Do you mean? I mean, well, there was a lot of motion graphics places that were that were huge in the states, you know, doing this really groundbreaking work. And at that point, it wasn't like Vimeo was around to go and look at their showreels. You had to kind of like find them on blogs, and and you were downloading like four eighty by three twenty, you know, these these little move mob files, you know, like yeah, they were like twenty megs or whatever. 
So I had this big folder of all this, all this influence and most of it was coming from the States. Uh, and I really wanted to, I really wanted to get into that, into that world and, and do more of that sort of work. So I began to kind of put a showreel together, you know, and experiment with different styles and eventually got a job in another design company, which were doing more motion graphics focused work. They, they're, they're, they were kind of based on, um, their model was kind of based on the American, uh, style where it's, it was very 3d and 2d all integrated together sure. and, and that sort of thing. So it began like to heightened l- reality. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. With a lot of, um, you know, li- live action composite and very like psyop esque from, sure, that, from sure. that period. Yep, there you go. And, um, yeah, so I, I ended up learning a bunch of different techniques there and worked with some really amazing people. Um, and then subsequently went to a, a VFX place, um, to learn more, on the photorealistic side of things and, and then the, and that sort of thing. And, um, that was really, that was really beneficial basically moving forward with design because design CG motion, that sort of thing. It all went that direction. It all went a very photographic, uh, realistic route. Sure. Were you just kind of doing what you felt like exploring or you saw something that was like a gap in knowledge and you just wanted to fill it? Yeah. What was your, what was the process? I think at that point I wanted to just fill up as much as I could. I wanted to get as much experience as I could, like sure. from design, from effects, from, 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 you know, motion. And I was just trying to sponge it all up. Um, and I, I, I saw this company who were doing some stuff like that in the UK and, uh, kind of call called them just with an email saying, Hey, I do stuff kind of like you. And, uh, they were like, yeah, come in for an interview. So I subsequently moved to London and worked for them for about three years. Wow. What year was that? Um, I have no idea. <clears throat> what year was that? Um, what years now? <laughs> a few years ago now. I mean, it must have been about 2009, 2010. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. that's the era when I met you. Yeah, probably. Yeah, just shortly after that. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Famously, I told the story of like when I met you, you tried to murder me with alcohol. I did. That's <laughs> That would be the Irish in me. <laughs> well, well, actually, I have a confession to make to you <laughs> while we're talking about this. I remember when we were at Bonchon that night with a bunch of people. Do you uh-huh. remember this? Oh yeah. Well, you know, hazy, yeah. hazy, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ha- hazy memories. I remember you bought another round for the table. Yeah. At a point where I was just like, I'm going to die. You like did. I, you didn't drink it, did you? No, no I didn't. <laughs> I drank it. And then I immediately, I drank it very, very uh, publicly. Yeah. And then I walked away and I sped it out <laughs> <laughs> because I knew that I was like one shot away from, from death. death. <laughs> or, or it would have just like one shot would have equaled like seven more shots yeah, yeah. for me. I love it. I was, I was trying to get everyone pissed. It was a Wednesday, you know, I was on vacation. It was, it was fine it for me. It was a Wednesday. <laughs> I was there. Yeah, who was there? Uh, Pete Rossi, Justin Genak. Pete Rossi was there. Yeah, J- yeah. Genak. Um, JC was there. JC, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else was there. Hmm. Yeah, a few other random, random uh, New York creative types. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what a great night. Yeah, that was a great night. It was my yeah. first time in New York. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. So I really fell in love with New York then. And I said, I, th- I think this is the, this is the place to be. At that point, had you thought like, oh, oh, before you came, had you thought that you were going to eventually get here or just was this just a vacation at the time for you? I was kind of scoping it out. I was like, I don't know, because I wanted to, years and years ago, I was trying to, I was, I was talking about this company in LA. I was talking with this company in LA to move uh, and work with them. And um, for whatever reason, it never worked out. And, you know, I went to visit LA and I was like, this is cool, but it's not, it seems like such a different place 
than what I'm used to than Dublin or, or London. Right. Uh, and New York you need felt. a car. <laughs> you need a car. And obviously, I'm blind. I can't drive. <laughs> but that's that was a new discovery. New so discovery. At the time. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I knew. <laughs> um, so, but New York felt felt uh, way more on my level. And, sure. Uh, I, yeah, I felt I agree a with that. The second I got here. So nice. Yeah. Yeah, and then we bumped each other again on the street, random street, as hell. Yeah. Seventh and eighteenth, seven and seventeenth. Seven eighteenth. Yeah. yeah. Like I was just coming from work. You were coming from work, and I was like, "Oh, hey, it's that guy that tried to kill me." Yeah. And I was Shane. like, "Ah, you're still alive." <laughs> <laughs> didn't work <It> didn't <laughs> sharpens blade <laughs> yeah but uh no then that that's what's up man but you've been yeah. crushing it ever since thank you thank you thank you yeah for sure what does it mean to you to be doing uh, such good things on like on that level but here in america and also you know coming from your upbringing does that does that ever resonate with you um you know i just I, honestly i really just do it a day at a time like if i feel sure. like inspired by something i'll go and make it and just you know, see what the world thinks. Um, I think sometimes when I, yeah, when I meet some friends from back home or whatever, and they're like, oh, you did this super cool thing. And I don't really think that much of it. I think it's just like, you know, it's not like it's work, but it's just what I've been doing. You know, I guess sure. the, the scope of, of what we do here is so different to what we do back home. So yeah, it resonates in, in an unusual way when I'm back. But from here, it just seems like everybody's doing great stuff. It's just... It's just like part of the part of the environment or part of the yeah. part of the landscape, just to, to, for right. everybody to be creating constantly. Uh, not not exactly the same back home, but it's. Um, I mean, th- there's some amazing artists back home. I just think it's it, it, it's different when uh, the the gamut of people is so broad over here, and every, there's so many creatives, so many amazing creatives. Yeah, there yeah. there are almost too many. Yeah, I know. Yeah, almost too many of <laughs> amazing people. Yeah, there's so yeah. many amazing people. Yeah, yeah, there are too many amazing people. Yeah. But it's crazy how the uh, the the economy out here still supports everyone that's dope. Yeah. Right? We, yeah. And it, it, seriously, it doesn't happen everywhere. <laughs> it doesn't happen <laughs> It everywhere. really doesn't, no. Yeah. No. Um, so if you, you know, being able to make cool stuff and, uh, you know, hang around with, with people who are inspiring and making me make more great stuff uh, is, is a total dream. And I, I don't think I could have it anywhere else, really. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think so. London wasn't quite the same. Oh, really? What, yeah. what was the deal? What's the difference between London and New York, do you think? I've only visited London. I've never spent a significant amount of time there. Mm. So, but I get the sense of the creative culture that it's not unlike here, but... It wasn't the same vibe that I had here. Definitely wasn't the same type of um, uh, community, sense of community. I'm sure it is there. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying it's not. But just what, from my experience, it was, it was just a little, a little different. Oh, really? It was, it was, yeah, it was more like a... It was more like a home away from home. Um, I had a bunch of friends there who I knew from all my life. So there was, there was nothing that was, um, yeah, I think New York was, was so, uh, I felt so isolated when I got here in a weird way that it kind of forced me to be super um, outgoing and, and, yeah. and social with the, with the creative scene. Like so, socially proactive. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, um, which is great. Yeah, which is great. And I've met, you know, so many super talented people through that. Uh, I'm just like, ah, how are you so good? <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, don't hit the table. <laughs> yeah, you the fall over. <laughs> so like coming in a new place and you've had a couple new places so far now, mm-hmm. like, is that something that like, does that excite you? Like when you, when you get to that place, are you just like, man, I can't wait to conquer that thing? Oh, I don't know. Like, like what is your, what does your ambition tell you when you enter a new, new context? Yeah, new, um, 
Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Um, I, I, um, New York has been, New York's a very inspiring city, but you, it, it, no, no city will tell you you're not working hard enough like New York will. Yeah. You know? Oh, and, oh, it's true. You can oh, be yeah. sleeping under the desk. Oh, yeah. And they're just like, oh, wait, you're wait, sleeping, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's been, that's been really surprising. That sort of, uh, that, that sort of kickstart that it gives you, that flame that it ignites in you just to, to, to work as hard as you possibly can. That's, yeah, that's sure. the, that's the difference I felt moving here. Do they pull um, the uh, same hours over in the UK? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. yeah, I would say people are seems like it. equally as dedicated over yeah. there. Yeah, for sure. At home, Dublin's a bit bit more relaxed than that. Um, I will say in the Pacific Northwest, definitely yeah. not the same hours. No. Oh, no. That's yeah. yeah, totally different. Yeah, very more relaxed. Oh, way more relaxed. Yeah. And like amazing people go home at like five o'clock. Like, like, like an you, actual yeah. work balance. Real work yeah, balance. Yeah, yeah, where they're like, life. oh, I had time to go rafting Oh, fuck. I was like, how did you even get the time to figure out where to go rafting? You know? I was like, how do you have the time to Google where to go rafting? Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy. And I kind of, the the work, the work life pace here suits me, I think. I I like to be kept, you know, super, um, super busy. Yeah. I I like to be doing shit all the time. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. You also Hence just, why you're doing this right now. I know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We we just literally had the conversation uh, for the listener um, about, I was saying that I have a full-time job and I'm deciding to do this and I'm just at a point in life where I'm just doing entirely too much all the time. All the time. Yeah. It's a good way to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I yeah. think so. Like, you go home at 5.30, 6 o'clock and then you think, like, what do I do with the rest of my night? I'm not going to sleep until, like, 2 a.m. anyway. <laughs> yeah, I've got to eat. That takes six seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, what do I do for the rest of the night? Exactly. I've was- seen every series on TV. <laughs> Time for a podcast. It's a really Spartan lifestyle, I think. Mm. I remember my um, my apartment back in Brooklyn before, uh, before Allie moved in. Mm. Uh, I had, like, I was trying to have, like, nothing there. I was really trying to do, like, a deaccumulation thing. Oh, yeah? Where I had, like, nothing. Were you at the, my No, apartment? I actually never got oh, to it. Oh, you no, never went. No. Okay. Um, I saw photos of like sneakers everywhere. <laughs> there was like a rack, like a full on. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, photos of me just on the floor. Oh <laughs> yeah, actually, sneakers. yeah. I yeah. think, yeah, you were on the floor, but I noticed all the sneakers. I was like, oh. Exactly, yeah. I was on the J's. floor, but sneakers are on, were properly placed. <laughs> yeah, except yeah, yeah, yeah. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> They're very neat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, but I was definitely like a de-accumulation de- thing because I was trying to like have this uh, monastic <laughs> lifestyle of right. creativity. Yeah. We're just like, and I- uh, Space. Space. Yeah, and um, it was a railroad style apartment. Then I put these um, these shelves that you get at IKEA where you put the picture frames. Yeah, you rest them on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but then I'd had I instead of real shelving, I just had those shelves all around my house. Right, so I could just like put random shit there, so I wouldn't have to have tables and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so the only tables I had were the ones in the living room in front of the TV. And that was it. This table that we're currently on right now, if you can call it a table, is built into the wall. Oh um, yeah, it there's, is. There's nothing I can I can do about it. So. I don't have a table, so I'm moving. So basically, I'm I'm moving apartment tomorrow, and I don't. <laughs> or you have can a have table. a table. I don't have one. No. Oh, you don't have a table. You no, don't have a table there either. No. Oh, well, right. no, not built in. <laughs> I'm gonna have to buy. Gotcha. It. How many times have you hit your hip on this table? Ooh, there's a good chunk taken out of it. If right, this is this is the East Village for you, ladies and gents. If you look <laughs> over there, the word Solomon is written on the table somewhere. Who the fuck? Wrote, oh, I guess Solomon wrote it, but like, 
Is this it? Is I mean, all all signs would point to Solomon writing it. Yeah, guilty as charged. Yeah. Anyway, we're just we're just uh, we're just viewing the graffiti left in my East Village apartment from yeah. previous tenants. We could probably just you know uh, throw some signatures on here before you go and you yeah, can nobody cares. In here, yeah, it's a piece of art now. <laughs> Rich, exactly. Rich two was here. <laughs> Rich two and Shane Griffin lived here <laughs> yeah. together in a moment. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Well, what what is it? What's happening right now that gets you excited? And like, what are you like really looking forward to? That's coming on the horizon for you. Um, what I'm looking forward to, I'm I'm certainly looking forward to moving moving my work into a more um, into a realm where people not can interact with it, but but can see it in the real world. Like more, I guess is I guess fine art. I guess yeah, kind of fine art. Um, I want I, I want to take it off the screen as much as possible. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So even if it's even if it's commercial work, I'd still like people to experience it in a way that's non traditional. I think. People want to um, consume things non-digitally mm-hmm. these days as much as possible, even if the work is digital. Right? You know, this is this uh, Instagram has been great and you know a gift and a curse for a lot of people. Sure, I feel like some people think it's, it's a job. Yeah, it's a job for a lot of people, but it's also a job. it's a job to kind of um, to to, to keep, feed the beast. To, yeah, to feed the beast and keep up with 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 moving things and you know trying to trying to trying to do it and fight against it at the same time it's a bit weird but you know this sort of idea of ephemeral art is uh is uh, i don't like it you know yeah so i really want but it yeah really we have it. yeah we do fully it. owned into it yeah yeah, we, well, yeah there's no other way i mean i think justin genak had said something last year that he uh maybe on a podcast where he said like it's it's imperative for a visual artist to have uh an instagram i know, know? um yeah. but it's also a scorecard yeah, which absolutely. art doesn't need to have. Yeah, totally. So, uh, but look, the generations are changing, and and what people, the way people want to consume art, is definitely changing. Um, so, as I, I feel like Instagram should 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 be just like a, a teaser for uh, sure. for the bigger stuff. Sure. Um, so, I'm hopefully gonna do more of the more things that people can experience in the real world, mm-hmm. and then uh, the ephemeral art of Instagram can just keep rolling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, do does you that think that there's sense? a yeah that there that does make total sense? What do you think is the main difference between your creative approach between uh, fine art or what you would consider fine art mm-hmm. and something more commercial? But like, where's how far does your voice shift between approaches? Do you think you're in yourself even when you're doing commercial work? Oh, I mean, there, there are yeah, there. I mean, there are moments where it really depends. Some people give me a will give me a brief and I'll I kind of go go to town on it. Um, or some people will be very descriptive in what they want and, and be very direct and all that sort of stuff. And that's fine, but at some point you kind of, let me, let me back up for a minute. I do, I mean, creating work commercially and creating work, um, for an artistic purpose, probably start in a different zone and end up in the same, um, in the same lane. So, you know, you might start with a concept creatively uh, for, your, for your own personal work and, and, and go down that route and do some research and do some R&D and begin to develop work. Um, and commercially, you start with a brief and you kind of work to the brief and then work more of your own style in. And eventually they kind of they come back to the same lane where you're, where you're, you're kind of uh, segueing between how, how well you want to present the work and how, you know, and what space you think it should live in. And then you've got the commercial side of things, which is kind of, uh, you know, 
uh, does this communicate the brand effectively? And does this, uh, does this answer all the questions that the, the brief has given you sort of thing? Um, but at the end of the day, it's all about stepping back and stepping away from the work and going, you know, does this communicate the idea properly, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, so I find there's, a, there's definitely a lot of me in the commercial work for sure. Um, I try to definitely bring something to the table every time I get a job in that, that feels unique. And like we were, like we were talking about earlier, it's, it's, it's these days, the, the landscape has shifted considerably with artists and designers. And, um, a lot of people like to have a very, very obvious stamp of work, you know, where it, it couldn't be anybody else's, right. uh, which is fantastic. And, you know, obviously that- Is that important to you? Yeah. Yeah. It's important to me to have that, but I don't think my work looks like, you know, uh, one continuous stream of, uh, a style or an aesthetic or a, uh, um, or technique. Sure. I, I try to change, I try to change it up every, every sure. time I do something. Um, and that can be, that works commercially and, and, and artistically, I think as well. Yeah. How much do you think you get away with? You know what I mean? Mm, everything. <laughs> what does that mean? How important is that to you? Like, a get lot away. of times. Well, you know, I used to sneak giraffes into all my, into all my spots and, no, and the clients would never notice. Really? Yeah. I used to put giraffes in everything. And why was a giraffe? Why were giraffes your thing? I have no idea. <laughs> Do you watch Rick and Morty? No. Oh man! Oh, forget it. This rap. Oh, reverse giraffe makes no sense to you. There's Shit, a no. There's one episode. There's a giraffe in a in a room full of like all these crazy zany characters. He's like I'm reverse giraffe. As like I have a long torso and short legs. <laughs> but wait. So you used to sneak giraffes. I used to put giraffes in everything. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And uh, I was doing a thing, a Christmas special for something one year where it was like. Um, it was a pan of a city, but it was all kind of graphically treated. And I just stuck a giraffe in, in the skyline. And my, my buddy paused it on the, on the sky. Hey, plus he's like, I fucking got you. I was like, no, somebody got me. Is that when you stop it? You just keep doing it. Uh, no, I haven't done it in years now. Oh, no, really? I'm, I'm, you know, the profile raised a bit. So I'm a bit I can't sneak giraffes. Gotcha. 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 I did it for years. I did it for years. Wow. Mm. What do you think that's intrinsic to who you are as a creative person? Like, just, to, just to get away with stuff? Yeah, because I, I, mm. I think about it. And, well, sorry, what was that question really though? What do I get away with? Or do or, I get away with stuff? Oh, hmm. I, what I mean is uh, looking at you mm-hmm. and like you're an artist, but also in existing in a commercial world. Mm-hmm. And a lot of your work is subversive, mm-hmm. but in a way where even, um, even with the, the glitched out Yeezys, mm-hmm. even that's subversive, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. So do do you feel like you're getting away with something when you do stuff like that? And is it important to you to be subversive when you are approaching a project? I think, yeah, but like for my personal work. Yeah. I like to kind of, I like to, everything I do, I'd like people to dig, dig a bit deeper. Sure. Um, which, which was a big success on the easy thing because we had a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people who were asking me how I did it and, and, and uh, why I did it. Um, why? Which, which I didn't answer. But, um, a lot of people ask me how I did it. Why would an artist answer why? Yeah. I'm like, artists shouldn't fucking say why. Well, yeah. I was like, do you, did you like it? <laughs> like, yes or no? Also, you're talking, you're also talking to me matter. about it, obviously. Yeah, that's all it is. So you must be into it's a conversation. <laughs> so, you know, uh, a, a lot of blogs picked it up and, and wrote uh, very in-depth articles about it. And I thought that was, that was cool because um, it gives people a bit more, uh, not just an art piece. It gives people... Um, uh, a sense of um, 
where the technology is going and how we can use sure. technology to push art in different forms and, and that sort of thing. So um, it, it's, it's important for me to not to always be subversive, but definitely to have an element of um, kind of wonder, you know? Oh, that's um, an interesting way to put it. Yeah. So as someone said recently, I hope you're not listening, um, that my work looked um, whimsical. Oh, and I hated that word. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's not whimsical, but it is. That, that, it that's does a short. A, that's shorthand for yeah. something else. When yeah. People say whimsical. They don't really mean. Yeah. Whimsical. I was like Tim Burton. Like what? Like yeah. that's what whimsical means to me. Yeah. I don't it has a bad intonation, but I think the meaning, yeah. the the intent was there. Probably yeah. So I like yeah. I definitely like people to feel like oh shit, how did you do that? Like and and dig a little deeper into. Right. Uh, so the so the concept almost uh, carries the same weight as the as the execution. Sure. Yeah. No, whimsical is a good word. I think when, when people hear whimsical, they think jazz hands. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And I but, was like, what? But you want to hear just like, oh, I was a fucking badass when they did that thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. How was our Basil? How was Miami? Oh, it was nuts. I know you were there. It was nuts. Had a bit of a... I know. I had real FOMO. This is the first... I was not there this year and I felt really bad about myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was kind of crazy this year. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of amazing art. A lot of amazing uh, parties. A lot of... Just going at it for five days, <laughs> overconsumption. Five of, days? Uh, no, I don't think I did. Maybe four. I think I did four. Um, just an overstimulation of, yeah. of, of neon signs. It and, is an uh, overstimulation. Yeah. Even last year when I did like 24 hours in Miami, like that felt like too Oh, much. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Rich got, the, Rich got his flight down and you arrived in. I was like, oh shit, how long are you here for? He's like, about 23 more hours. <laughs> I was like, wow. <laughs> Full commitment. Full commitment. And you had a transfer flight. Or what do you call it? Like a connecting, you did a connecting flight. Oh, I did do a connecting you flight. You did, yeah. Oh my God. Evil. E- real evil. The worst way to travel. W- worst way to travel. <laughs> Especially like when you're going diagonally yeah, across, across the, the continent. continent. Yeah, yeah. And then I had to, yeah, I had to go back to work. Fuck. <laughs> that Monday. Just it still like, felt like you were there re- for like three days though. I think because we made- We like, sandwiched it all in. Yeah, we made too many memories. <laughs> yeah. We saw DMX. We did. For Christ's sake. Yeah. He did push-ups in the middle of his set. Oh, he did. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some amazing photos from that night. Wow. Yeah. So any, what experiences happened in Miami can, you can talk about, that you're willing to talk about? Oh, no. I want to hear the, the backstory. Backstory. Wow. All right. So I'm in Miami. I'm having a great time. A couple of tequilas down. Sure. And uh, I'm South leaving- Beach. South Beach, yeah. Sure. I'm leaving a hotel and the hotel leads out onto the beach. So I'm trying to get over the, uh, basically I've been to the beach about an hour previous, came back in because uh, we were meeting some friends inside and we were like, oh, let's let's go back out to the beach. So go to walk out and the gate, the gate's closed. I'm like, oh, I guess they close it out after a certain hour, but the gate's, sure. the gate's tiny. So let's just jump over it. Sure. So I go to, uh, I'm with like me and like five friends. And we're like, okay, we'll jump over the gate. So, uh, I, there's a smaller gate next to it and I got to, I put my foot in the gate and I go to jump over the other gate and I balance on this, against this tree, the tree's bamboo and it just snaps. Right. But there's no floor beneath me. There's just like a fucking pit, like an abyss. Right. So I, the tree snaps. I go like down. How many days had you been there so far? This is the Sunday night. This also was like your, I was going home Monday. Yeah. In agony. So I fall down. I, the bamboo snaps. I fall right down. Um, Crack my back off the off the sand. Thankfully, sand, right? But it's still like a twenty foot drop or something. So I mean, total agony. I, I 
I climb out. I climb out of the fucking... Dude, you so could have like oh, killed yeah. yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. I climb out of the, the hole. No idea how, by the way. Uh, drunk drunk strength. Sure. Climb out of the hole, right? Oh, yeah. Climb out like a Uma Thurman style <laughs> Kill Bill. Yeah. Like just scrapes everywhere. <laughs> um, His body full of scrapes. <laughs> yeah. Yellow jumpsuit. Like, where you weren't wearing that when you fell. Um, yeah, so I climb out of the hole uh, and I get onto the boardwalk. And uh, here's people the, looking for you at this point. Here's the worst bit of the story: the gate was open all along. <laughs> so I climb out. I climb out, and uh, my friends get me, and they're oh like, "Oh my god!" My friends are like, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, "I'm okay." And I just collapse right in front of them, and uh, I'm like totally concussed, right? And I go on this little trip, and I don't know where I am, and I'm seeing all these faces, but they're all kind of like fractalized, and everything's like orange and blue and weird, right? Wow, this sounds actually like an amazing experience right now. It's actually pretty dope. Um, So I come to, and uh, my friend is like, JP, if you're listening, thank you. Um, And he's like, slap me. Like, well, I don't know if he slapped me, but whatever. For the, for the, for the, for the story. Sure. He slapped me back away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the sake of this really interesting story. (laughs) He's like, wake up. So I was like, shit, how long have I been gone? And he's like, um, 10 seconds. I was like, ah. I was like, oh, feels like I've been gone about two weeks. So, um, I woke up and the, the fall just totally sobered me up. So I'm like, okay, everything's everything's all good. I'll just right. lay down for a bit. Your adrenaline shot. Pure You're adrenaline probably shot. in shock too. Yeah, totally. Um, so we go back in and we're, we're, we're lying on these beds outside by the pool. And everybody's like, oh, we're going to this other hotel. So I'm like, okay, I'll go to the other hotel. See if, I, see if I'm yeah. still mobile. Yeah. Right? So yeah, I get yeah, up to yeah. the other hotel. I'm My legs walk- work. Yeah. I'm walking out of the hotel door. Who, walk, who I walk right into and get body checked by, uh, well, his bouncer body checked me, Floyd Mayweather. Whoa. He's walking in the hotel and he's got like- Money team. Money team. The whole the whole money team are there, right? He's got like 30 chains on or some shit. And they, as he should. As he should, yeah. As he would. Uh, and, he, and they're the worst, they're the corniest, the corniest of colors, like bright yellow, bright green. Wow. Really bad. Wow. One uh, of those chains though would probably buy this apartment. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hope so. <laughs> I hope, hope as much. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and then uh, that was Miami, really. So I went in agony for the next two days. And oh, so wait. So you still had two more days there? No, no, no. I just I, I was just in agony for about two oh, days. Then oh, it that plane down. ride. You're sitting in a seat. Yeah, I'm sitting in, in between uh, two ladies who wanted to go to the bathroom every five seconds, and uh, it was like being in a straitjacket. I just didn't move. You know, I was just sitting there like. Oh my god! So, but I'm, I'm I'm better now. No, you look fine. Yeah, you're you're moving all these damn boxes around. Boxes everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. yeah so, like, what's the what's the timeline on this stuff? You're gonna get this all out tomorrow. Yeah, this is all gonna go tomorrow. I'm gonna move move apartments. My second apartment in New York. So I'm happy that I found somewhere that I like. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you're moving on up? Is your life been like a steady roller coaster ride up? I hope so. Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Positive oh, it doesn't go down. I mean, no, no, not at all. That wasn't, the ground. that wasn't, I was insinuating at all. I was trying to reinforce the positive image <laughs> okay, that you yeah. should have of yourself. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Things are good. Things um, are good. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. That is cool. Yeah, dude. Um, all right. So anything that's coming up next in the immediate, immediate that you want to talk about? Ooh, I can't. You can't. I got some good stuff though. Really? I have a good project coming up. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I got another thing coming up with a, uh, within a, with a, a sportswear brand, um, which cool. is super cool, which is totally different to anything I've ever done before, which is great. 
Mm-hmm. I always like to try new things. Um, so this one is, this one's really different. Um, where, uh, it's more about how than why. What does that mean? More about how than why? More about the process and more about the making than, than about what I'm, what, what it sells. Oh, does that really? make sense? Oh, that does make sense. Oh, so your interest in it is a lot of it is based in the the challenge of how to make it. Well, it. Not my interest, but what it's about is how to make it, which is which is fascinating. So wow, now I'm utterly confused. Oh, okay, great. That's what I like. <laughs> no, what does that mean? Um, so I- imagine I was taking you through how to make something, or or or, or almost why I make something, right? And then the so there's multiple end products. But what gets shown is merely how we make the products, yeah. not what they are. It's not not a commercial, if you know what I mean. Sure. It's totally different. Totally different than anything I did. Okay. So I don't know. I don't really know either. So I don't start <laughs> the next to the new year. So. Oh, okay. It's fun as fuck though. All right. Huh. Are you going to stick around New York for the holidays? Um, I'll be here for Christmas. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And then hopefully I'm going to make it back to my buddy's wedding um, on New Year's in Dublin. Sweet. All right. So we'll hang out before you get out of here. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. For sure. Thanks for coming out of here. Why? You, thanks for coming to my apartment. Oh, true. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for coming back for the holidays. (laughs) Uh, Where can we follow you on social media? You can follow me on social media. um, Instagram at Griff, G-R-I-F, or um, on Twitter. I can't get the Griff handle on Twitter. Oh, really? Oh, because you got an underscore in your thing. Yeah, oh, I'm, I yeah. keep trying to get it. I got an underscore in mine too. This so one guy I'm, in London has is sitting on Rich too, and I'm really? just like, are you fucking? Serious? There's another Rich too. Yeah, apparently, but I don't think he does anything, or he doesn't care so about what is the, other the outside. World. He doesn't do shit. Anyway, uh, Twitter, Mister Underscore Griff, one F. Thank you, brother. Thank you. So we thought it was over, but then we ended up cracking a couple of beers, like I said earlier. And then we have another conversation after that. And then this is when we just kind of go wild. We start talking about his chroma work, which is where we begin. And then we go off into uh, just pop culture. And then we turn into a pop culture podcast. So enjoy some of that. It's a lot of fun. All right. So now we're doing something that has never happened before. Or we're just turning the mics back on <laughs> after we've cracked open even more beers. And now we're just <laughs> talking about something that is extremely mm, interesting. Beers. Yeah. So uh, we were just talking about your new chroma work. And also we were talking about stuff, uh, the viralness of things in general. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Tell us about your new chroma work, which is beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, new chroma work. Yes. Yeah, so. A little backstory, um, which which runs into my glasses story, right? Which Full is circle. Funny. Full circle, right? So I so I get these glasses, and I've never had glasses, and I'm fascinated at the fact that I can see the moon, right? Isn't this the stupidest thing ever? I can see the moon in my glasses. The moon's pretty great. The moon's amazing. I mean, you can see the texture on it. I never saw it before. So I could see the moon, and I was walking home, and as I was walking home from work, I got the, yeah, so I had these glasses, and sorry, Warby Parker, but, you know, lenses are a bit cheap, and uh, they have the, they have this, um, they do this uh, aberration thing where the moon, uh, because it's such a such a bright light point, uh, you can see the the shift in the chrome, on the, the chroma coming through the lens. Sure. So when, when light passes through glass. I know about shift in chromas. Uh, yeah, well, well, for the people who don't, for the people who don't. Uh, when you yeah when you when you pass light through glass it, it, it uh, the the light converges at uh, it refracts at different points and converges back at different points so you get to see pretty much the whole spectrum 
sure. um, dependent on how defective your glass is, right? So if your glass absolutely sucks, then you're going to see a lot of rainbow work in it. Um, so I was fascinated by this see through my glasses and I said, wouldn't it be cool to see that in macro? Like, let's see what that detail looks like in like infinite scope. Like how do we, how, how do, what does that look like when we're right in there and that's all we can see? Sure. Know? Like if we zoomed in on it, uh, you know, a thousand times. So I, I started experimenting with um, that very idea of just like light through defective glass and, right. and seeing what sort of forms it, it creates and, and just, you know, it kind of fascinating what you get back off it. Like you had these moments in it that almost looked like Aurora Borealis. And we had these moments in it that looked like, um, just like a perfectly split, uh, spectrum and other moments that felt like almost like a landscape. And mm. there was all these just bizarre experiments that came out from just using the, you know, two sim- really simple things, which is, which is sure. light, light and glass. So how much of a zoom in are we looking at? I mean, you're seeing it at a super, super, super micro level. Yeah, yeah, super micro level. So, you know, um, I wouldn't really be able to put a scale on it, but it, it's 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 very cropped. Yeah, <laughs> very cropped. Um, when I was talking, oh no, when I uh, was teaching my design class, mm-hmm. um, Akeen? And, yeah, Akeen, and yeah. you came to speak to the students, and uh, you did awesomely. Uh, you had a really interesting thing about like how light works and how like everything is based in light, which I think mm-hmm. like a lot of artists sometimes forget. And a lot of designers, especially that work in right. a two-dimensional space, tend to forget the reactions of light. Yeah. And like in an effort to simplify things when they don't realize that like light can actually really enhance something. Can, yeah. just, uh, t- can you, I don't know, tell me a little bit about like what you think light means in terms of your work and how meaningful and actually even difficult it is to create in your work. I guess, well, light is like, I always find it super important to be, to, to, to really pay attention to light. Because like, if you've, if you've ever taken a photo and it looks like shit and then you see a photographer take a photo and they throw some lights up and you're like, eh, I can't make that much difference. And then you yeah. see it's amazing, you know? Yeah. I mean, light is just, a, light's been a trick that photographers have been using forever and there's no difference why it doesn't work in design or doesn't work in, sure. um, you know, motion or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so to me, it's always been a, it's always been a really helpful asset to be able to create a mood, you know, um, to be able to create something more dramatic or more, uh, compelling or certainly something with more depth. Mm. Um, light has always been an amazing way to carve something out, you know? Yeah. Um, but now working in, in like, especially with the chromatic stuff, it's just been an experiment of like how not to use it. You know what I mean? Right. Almost like, almost like turning everything on its head, but, but the, the idea. Oh, of, like doing everything wrong in yeah, order to like, have something new. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Doing everything the, just totally the wrong way. And light has always been one of those things that it just hasn't been explored in the, in the, in the micro. Wow. Why anyway. do you think that is? I don't know. I guess it's hard to photograph. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to, uh, without it looking, without it looking just like a corny, like long exposure thing. Sure. You know, sure. and actually, you know what? I say corny long exposure, but I tried a long exposure thing the other weekend. It looked kind of dope. Have you ever used a pixel stick? Have you seen those pixel sticks? No. What is that? It's like, uh, it's like a bunch of LEDs on a stick, right? Okay. And you program it so that when you walk with it, 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 the LEDs change to different pixels of an image. So if you use a long exposure, you can uh, use this oh, okay. pixel stick to make an image. So I loaded a bunch of the chroma stuff into the pixel stick and just kind of did it in the wild. 
the long exposure and it looks pretty cool really yeah so i'm gonna is also- it a completely different interpretation does it re- does is there a point a and b or do those things look totally different from each other it's funny when you see it even though you can only load in images that are like 200 pixels you can see the you can still get the the general vibe of the image um no i don't know if it's the right i haven't put it out because i don't know if it's the right situation for the sure. stuff to be in sure but again, it's like a really cool trick with light and it's a really interesting way to um, showcase work, I guess. Because it's like, it's going from digital to light. Yes. It's going from like, sorry, wait, wait. It's going from light to digital, back to lights. Yeah. To photography, right. back back to digital again. So it's like, uh, I don't know. I think it's it's just like a, as much work, like a, as many different mediums as you can mash up at the moment seem to give you yeah. really, really great results. So yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Do you put a lot of stock into like purity of mediums? Purity, um, like even when you go back to uh, when digital cameras were just entering the scene, and then a lot of people were against digital cameras because yeah. they were all about film, and they're like, "No, I, uh-huh. I'm film till I die." But then you know, yeah. digital becomes what it is, yeah. and all of a sudden, you know, is is there purity in that? Like, what, what do you believe in any of that, or are you just kind of like, let's remix it, chop it up? I'm kind of a bit of a futurist in that sense. Like, I'll just like any new technology I'll give it a go even if it sure. even if it kind of sucks I'll give it like 3D printing kind of sucks at the minute even though it's yeah 3D printing is kind of shitty it's, it's kind of great it's kind of amazing but it's amazing the idea of it slow. <laughs> it, it it's slow it takes yeah. forever yeah yeah. I'm but, like how's Westworld not figured it out I'm like uh, it's still yeah, yeah. yeah like Ford's still taking like a minute to build that thing in his basement whatever he's building yeah. and he's got the old one too right <laughs> yeah, exactly no but it, it's uh, I don't I don't know about purity what I will say though is I don't like when people don't respect the medium, right? Mm-hmm. So like you see people who are like, um, oh, I'm going to do a film. Sure. And they have no idea about how to make a film, which is sometimes great. Yeah. But you can't ignore that you need a good DOP to make a film. You can't ignore that you need, you know, you need certain... Uh, you need a certain knowledge about where the lights go, how sure. editing works, you know, how sound has an impact on video. Sure. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of kind of people changing what they do out there and not respecting that other people. You know, you see this shit like all the time. Like celebrities are like, oh, I'm the new creative director of this brand. It's like, yep. Oh, come on. A couple of announcements were recently just made in terms <laughs> of that exact same yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a bit like, come on, dude, respect the, respect the other people's craft, you know? And like, yeah. And don't, it, yeah. Don't step on the skill set. Yeah. And there's, I think there's a, there's a lot of work out there that I see recently that's, uh, people are very keen to jump into different areas and that's great, but without respecting the, um, the, 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 the learning and the craft behind it. When will naive creation, when will that bubble start to burst? Cause right now, like we're like a lot of people, like I'm guilty of it. Like I'm just trying like weird shit. Like that's cool. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, "Mm, cool, whatever you know yeah um in an effort to just expand my own personal horizons but what is that a bubble is that a bubble that's gonna burst or is that i don't know if that is i don't know what you know i don't think i think it's always good to keep experiment like yeah sure sure, to just keep going after something that you're not familiar with people used to make fun of like slash creatives oh yeah yeah yeah. but now it was a no-go yeah yeah, exactly it was a big problemo yeah but now if you're not you're kind of old yeah Right? Yeah, if you only do that one thing, I'm like, oh, you only do that one thing? Yeah, you're like, you want to try something else? Yeah, it's like, oh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's cool if you if you like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, oh, is that not get boring? Yeah. No, but it is good. It is good. And yeah, I yeah, maybe it's a, maybe it's a bubble, but if you can if you can keep afloat, 
that's great. Yeah, that's always the thing. But look, it's it's like a half and half. There's like there's like some people out there who do six or seven things and they do them all amazingly, and that's great. And like, sure, dope. Just keep doing it. And then there's a bunch of other people who will say that they do other stuff, and you're like, you don't really do those. Things. Yeah, you know what that's I mean. I'm like, true. your LinkedIn page is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Young Metro, I don't trust you. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I would hope. I would hope for the for the for the awesome people that it doesn't burst. Yes, for the awesome people yeah, that it doesn't just, burst. Just, yeah, just keep doing you. Just keep keep making cool. Sure. Yeah. How many? Um, how long are you gonna keep promo going? Ooh, I got. Well, I've been doing some large format prints of it. Some sure. big ones, big ones, big ones. Sure. Um, and I, I want to do a gallery show with the whole, with the whole, uh, suite. Mm. Um, sometimes that would year. be very baller. Yeah, it would be very baller. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when that gets going, I'm, I've been, I've been thinking about a, a part two already and like how to put another twist on it. Really? Um, which is, um, becoming, you, you know, when you look at something for too long, you know, just been staring at other things. So I think I need to step away for a month. Sure. You know, yeah, exhaust my myself of the first sure. batch of like of, of twenty images or whatever. Sure, and then uh, and then attack it again. But yeah, I'm super pumped to do something with it again. When did light become your thing? Ooh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Really? Um, Go uh, wait. When we were uh, when we first met, that first day we uh-huh. met on the day you tried to kill me, uh, when we were judging yes. for young guns. By the way, that was that day. Uh, uh-huh. You made the greatest argument ever about. Uh, the artistry of light in terms of one of the candidates. Yes. And, and I it, it, it was very brilliant. I was like, I was like, well, look at this fucking guy <laughs> pitching to this room. And it's a tough room, man. Yo, that was that, a tough That was room. a tough room where there were, yeah, people were just like, oh, that's cool. Fuck that shit. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of hate that day. I don't think I've done it. I've day. judged an award show that's been that heated since. Seriously. That was a lot. It was a lot, dude. I, yeah, it was, it was a lot. There was a lot of, uh, Opinionated people on the other side of the room. Yep. Um, great experience, though. Great experience. Amazing, amazing experience. Yeah, yeah. 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 With yeah. some amazing people in that room. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but you made the most impassioned speech about uh, the artistry of light that I thought was very brilliant. Mm. But um, anyway, going back to it, when did light become your thing? When did you realize, like, oh, this is a, a lock? I remember I, I doing a lot of product work, I think. Doing a lot of, like, uh, especially the sneaker, sneaker work with Nike. A sure. lot of that sort of stuff became light based or you know whether it be neon lights or neon glass sure. or or sure. oh like do we own the night yeah stuff? yeah like, like the the, those those things and we did a suite of maybe 10 of those images and and then there was um the the red october stuff. red october yep yeah, yeah. which yeah. and you know i think i realized how important it was when i was working with them when i was working with photographers um and what we do a lot of the time, or what I stre- like, I try to do with photographers now a lot of the time, is if I'm not on set with them, is to get them to take a picture of their light setup, so we can, so I can recreate it in CG, so everything looks super accurate, you know. Sure. And what's that noise? That is so weird. Yeah, something that is, is moving weird. on the desk. Yeah, something is moving, and this table might might be haunted. It might be. I don't. You're have getting out of here in the at the right time. time. <laughs> Yeah, this polter, this table poltergeist has chosen oh, to manifest sorry. itself <laughs> right now. But I don't know. I don't know if anyone's ever been killed by a ghost. Has anyone ever been killed by a ghost? Like straight up murdered by oh, one? Oh, what was that film? 
Amityville Horror. Was that a ghost? Uh, the house was haunted. Mm. But I think that was a hoax. I think people kind of scare the shit out of themselves dead, I right? Think so. Yeah. They're like, I'm so scared I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. they jump out of a window. Oh, okay. In yeah, fear. Yeah. They oh. go insane. Okay. But right. I'm just like, man, that, ah, that happens on a weekly basis. Yeah. <laughs> well, then you see like, like uh, poltergeist shows or whatever. Right. Um, like unknown shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where like a poltergeist will be scratching you. I'm just like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Like that's that's the worst that's, that's ever yeah, happened? Yeah, yeah, He's got nails? You? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He has what nails. What if he picked up a hammer? Yeah. I know, exactly. Be grateful that he's not like picking up, yeah, like a knife or something. Yeah, or you know that movie Ghost where he like touches the picture frame? Sure. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Come on, dude. That's that's all you can do? Huh. What, what are people so afraid of you for? I want to see a ghost right now. That'd be the best. That would be actually pretty cool. That'd be pretty dope. Do you believe in ghosts? Um, I believe in, um, well, so, okay, now we're going to go into a whole- Go whole, deep. <laughs> deep in Rich to his mind. Well, now we're getting to a whole philosophical thing. Like, I'm, <laughs> I believe in energy. Okay. And I believe that energy manifests itself in ways that aren't- uh, necessarily tied to physical beings. So mm-hmm. even if it's not like a physical ghost, I right. think there could be uh, something that may manifest itself as as a vestigial energy from a former life. Okay, so po- positive and negative energy. Yeah, right. I, I believe in that. Yeah, I do believe in that. And that's not a hardcore belief. Um, let's not base a religion around it. <laughs> but- okay, because I was about to be like, <laughs> You know, take my money, take my taxes. Uh, right, well, I mean, I do have this pamphlet over here if you want to read it. Um, you just have to, you know, give me the your land social of security two. number. Yeah. Um, do you believe in ghosts? I don't know. Ghosts? How do ghosts? I, mean, I believe, uh, do I believe in ghosts? I don't know. I don't think I've had any experience with ghosts. I remember one time when we moved into a house years ago, uh, my brother had this... Um, he was in the How many f- brothers do you have? Two. Oh, we're just like straight up just doing the podcast again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two, two, brother, two brothers. Two brothers and a sister. Gotcha. Uh, I'm the brother closest to me, he he was in the front room of the house. He was in like he moved into the bedroom at the front, and he had a built-in wardrobe. And he um, I, we were like renting the house, and he oh, so he opens up the wardrobe, and there's like a box at the top of the wardrobe. So he's like, oh, he opens mm, up, and opens up the box, and I shit you not, right? It's a priest's outfit. Whoa! Priest's outfit left in the left in the house, and it's just like weirdly there. So he like he opens it right, and uh, he's like freaked out by it. So he just he's like, "Oh, look!" How at old this. was your brother at the time? I mean, I must have been about. He must have been about twenty, I'd say. Okay, like maybe in, in his early twenties. Sure. Um. So he closes the box, puts it back, and then that night, there's like this really weird like. Uh, are we just straight up telling ghost stories? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we are. Uh, we are telling ghost stories, and also for the listener, we are kind of in a not well lit room right no, now very, by our own choice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the blue lights from the microphones are just kind of illuminating our faces. You look spooky as fuck right now. Yeah, so yeah. do you. Likewise. <laughs> so um, the so that night he gets woken up. He's, he has this weird dream. He gets woken up, and this wind is coming through the through the house, and it just like bursts his door open. Um, wow. And there's just, you know, there's just this super intense wind and uh, whatever the wind stops, he goes back to sleep. But it was just weird that he found it that day. Oh. Um, I don't know. There's a lot there's a lot of weirdism surrounding the Catholic church back home. Yo. I don't trust it. Hey. I mean? oh. Did you grow up super Catholic? I wouldn't say super. Really? I was super Catholic. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, well, I was forced to do all the Catholic shit, but. Oh, sure. Yeah, I haven't been to, I haven't. Yeah, I'm um, like, in the church in a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. Likewise, uh, yeah. but yeah, we had to go to Queens on Fridays in the summer to play the Rosary on a Friday night. 
Whoa, it's Friday night. Yeah, I know. Yeah, there's right? good TV on. Like, yeah, I know. There's probably yeah, probably a good episode of Full House I could have been yeah. watching. <laughs> and Family Matters. But huh. instead, I would be shocked for- into being a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm being if shocked you don't and eat shamed. Your breakfast. <laughs> Precisely. When I was a kid, I had my biggest fears were the end of the world, the okay. apocalypse, and also yep. A but at least thing. everybody's going. Eggs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, that'd be my my rationale, my nihilistic okay. rationale now. Yeah, I'd be yeah. like, oh, everyone's gonna fucking yeah, die. Then fuck it, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. Um, it, it was what that legacy. Yeah, yeah. The the apocalypse and being visited by the Virgin Mary. Oh, what? Yeah, because my you mom, were scared of that. I was really scared of that. She was a virgin. I well, nothing to be scared of. <laughs> Yeah, exa- well, exactly. She's not going to do anything to you. Uh, yeah, and she was never the type to like condemn people. If like she visited you, that's actually a good thing. Yeah, yeah. But, but then you were I, scared of her. I well, I was. I think as a kid, I was afraid of ghosts, mm. and I was also afraid of being put in a position where I was forced to be good because they someone knew that I was bad. I don't know. It was weird. Right. Weird Catholic shame shit. Ah, oh, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, that he just grew up Just with. get rid of it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've gotten a, a, yeah. a good job right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Likewise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the time, I was so into it. Yeah. I remember they used to teach us like, um, you know, we were talking about being in, a, being in an art school and I'd learn all these like church, what are they called? Hymns? Yeah. Hymn, hymns? Yeah. In Irish. And I wouldn't know what the fuck they're saying. I'm like, it's like, and I was like, this is mad culty. Like I come in every morning, I got to sing some shit I'm not aware of. Yeah. I don't have a good voice. <laughs> you know, I'm like- you're forcing me to sing and I can't You're forcing sing. me to sing in, in a weird language and I don't know what I'm saying. That's culty. Like straight yeah. up, you yeah. know, yeah. can I watch cartoons or something instead? <laughs> like, I don't do this. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. the world is a weird yeah. place. Exo squads on Sunday mornings. <laughs> what else? Hulk and Thor, uh, Hulk and yeah. Iron Man hour. Just let me do that. I don't want to be yeah. singing about like, you know, Jesus' terrible journey <laughs> and how much I love the dude. Totally. Great guy. Well, you're a fantastic guy, I'm sure. Fantastic yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Ate a lot of shit. Oh yeah, took a lot of shit. Yeah, Took a lot of shit, ate a lot of shit, dished it back out at times mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Viral, went viral. Went viral, yeah, in a major st- uh, <laughs> stone casting way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How do you feel about aliens? Let's get on to a real topic at hand here. This is why we're doing the podcast. We're yeah, this that. is really what we're doing. Um, I believe in aliens. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I don't think I believe in aliens in the way that they're traditionally presented. With the gray guys? Yeah. Or- With the big heads? Maybe I do believe in that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I don't believe in aliens coming here for malicious needs in that weird like paranoia, right. 50s, 60s yeah, Roswell yeah, yeah, way. Yeah. I do believe like that. Like, why would you want to take over the planet? It's yeah. fucked anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm just like, like, oh, all your natural resources are fucked. Yeah. I don't like, want to be. <laughs> right? Like, aren't y'all, are you all just visiting? Like, what are y'all doing here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a tourist destination. Yeah. Or maybe, okay, so I'm going to posit a theory. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let me so, hear it. Okay, so if you're an alien species yeah. and you have the, the technology and the means to come here, you're probably taking, investing a lot of time to get our oh yeah our shithole planet yeah right so you're probably let's say what if we're the shithole planet what if we're yeah exactly what if we're the dump of the universe what if we are the dump of the universe yeah Yeah. mm, oh that's an interesting thought shout out donald trump (laughs) yeah we're officially now the dump of the universe (laughs) thanks to donald trump what what was that other asshole uh who who, who was well they're all all what was that other guy ben carson oh my god shout out ben carson you're the worst dude 
No, yeah, he's the head of like <laughs> urban development now or something. Terrible. Ugh. Anyway, so so aliens. We're the dump of the universe. We're dump of the universe, and uh, uh, if they're if they're doing like a a Chris Pratt Jennifer Lawrence passenger style voyage to get here, right, takes a lot of effort. Yeah. So they probably sure. got to hover around our sphere in for some capacity for a minute. Yeah. So maybe there was like a 10, 15 year time period where they just have to stick around. Maybe they're just hanging out on the literally the other side of the moon, mm-hmm. and then they would just like drop in. For a hot second. Yeah. You know? And they would just post up. Yeah. Um, but that said... Probe some people. Probe some people. Yeah. yeah. I mean, why not? You're on holidays. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's yeah. your vacay. Yeah. Space Vaseline. It's it's basically Westworld for aliens. It is? <laughs> basically? Oh, my God. Do whatever you want. What if... And they men have black their ass. Totally. I don't remember shit. Totally. <laughs> what if it was... What if those were all commercial flights... From that planet to our West world. New theory. New theory. The world, our world as we know it, planet Earth, is in fact West world. Yes. But Earth world. Earth world. Did you see that little Easter egg at the end of West world? Uh, like uh, samurai, samurai world. world? <gasps> yeah. Of course. You yeah, saw of it. course I saw it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, was, I was like, yo, these guys have swords right now. <laughs> Although, how do you... Okay. I, I, I guess smart bullets in Westworld make sense. Where the bullet, like, My I next don't know, question. where it loses its, yeah. uh, whatever, its physical properties and it hits you like a fucking pellet. Yeah. But then I don't know how you're going to have a smart sword. Chop <laughs> and, your neck? Yeah, exactly. And have that sword not kill you. Maybe maybe they've got some sort of, maybe all the guests are fitted with like this armor, right? And then the guys have to hit the armor. Oh. Right? Interesting. Oh, yeah. HBO? Call me. <laughs> Shane Griffin theories. Theories. Shane Griffin, uh, yeah, writing workshop. <laughs> writing. <in> the- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Samurai World, I thought that was double. Did you see the original Westworld? Uh, no, I started reading the book, though. Oh, oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Man. The old one. Yeah. Did you ever read? I used to read all Michael Crichton shit growing mm. up. I re- oh, it was really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I read, uh, I didn't, never read Westworld, but I was like into Andromeda Strain. Jurassic Park, of course. Congo, Red Sphere. Red- there's, it- a lot, there's a lot of common threads. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Frankenstein's monsters. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but he's awesome. Yeah. yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, fascinated with the idea of. Uh, we should bring back Michael Crichton. Yeah. Just yeah. yeah. The way we brought back uh, Moff Tarkin. Did you see the for play, Rogue the, One? The, yeah. Did you, oh wow. Should we talk about Rogue One or should we talk about <laughs> the new Blade Runner trailer? <laughs> oh wait, I have not seen the new Blade Runner trailer. If we pause the podcast and watch it and then come back, we're like, I've just seen the new Blade Runner Yeah, let's do this. This is what we're turning into. Yeah, let's do this. Okay, we're pausing this and we're going to come back with commentary on the Blade Runner trailer. Okay. All right, so we did just see this trailer. Talk to me. It looks great. It does look amazing. It does look great. Do you think they showed us enough? No. Yeah. Give me some more. Yeah, a little bit. I heard that Harrison Ford is only there for a few days. Did you hear that? What do you mean? He was only on set for a few days? Yeah. Oh. So I'm wondering if, if the interaction between him and Ryan Gosling, if Ryan Gosling has gone on entire, an entire journey that's lasted like maybe an hour, an hour and before, 20 minutes. Before he got to that point? Yeah, I would exactly. Say so. Yeah, I would say so. Wait, so going back to theories, mm. do you think that they're going to reveal that Harrison Ford was a replicant? Mm-hmm. That Deckard was a replicant? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't, does that, would that, that would surely contradict some things in the first movie, I feel, right? Sure. I don't know. I don't know. I need to watch it again, even though I always play it in the background when I have people over. Oh, do you really? Yeah, you were here one night and we were playing it in the background. Oh, yeah, huh? Oh. It was. Yeah. Oh. It's like a good background, like, 
visual movie to yeah maybe it's just because i like the bleak future but right i, I feel we like were just saying that we want the future to look like that yeah even, even though it looks like a total bummer yeah it looks like <laughs> you're walking through a nuclear blast for <laughs> yeah i'm still about it like neon everywhere yeah neon everywhere it's like wet metal everywhere every yeah every yeah every turn of every corner yeah what was the deal with wet metal back in the 80s um it was probably the cheapest way to make something look evil (laughs) oh that's true yeah i guess i don't really know kind of sinister yeah there's a a lot of remakes coming out right i've been just everything's just inundated with remakes not remakes but like um, sequels prequels yeah franchise uh, extensions yeah yeah yeah. i don't even know if like the words prequels and sequels make sense yeah yeah it's like plugins yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. else is coming out? There's that. Of uh, course, the Star I just, Wars I just saw Rogue Mammoth. One. Yeah. Right. Which was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Did you feel that? Okay. Spoiler alerts. Okay. For people switch that, off if you have not seen yeah, Rogue Yeah, switch one. off. Okay, we're giving you enough time to switch off. Mm-hmm. Um, did Skip you, forward 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Did you feel that the Uncanny Valley had been accomplished? No. No. Okay. I, knew, I knew the dude was CG. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Was it the mouth? Uh, I think it's the micro movements. It's like, you know, people's nerves twitch and yeah. there's, there's, there's micro movements. Because actor's mouth didn't move like that originally either. He, yeah. he was even more stiff. I was like, why is your mouth so moving yeah. too you, much? You, you could tell. I don't know. It's funny because a lot of the time they, they do this facial capture thing where they've got like dots on people's faces, right? Sure. And they attach it to different uh knolls around the around the mesh of this of the sure. CG face. And then they track. So they should be getting everything perfect. Sure. But it's it's still got like a micro movement that the camera doesn't pick up on, you know? Yeah. Like and I've I've always wondered if it like if they should write something that just kind of the face just twitches or something just to give it a bit yeah, more reality exactly gives it something um uh, unexpected yeah performance elements yeah because it's like almost too perfect it is too perfect yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it looked like at times that um ben mendelson the, the the i don't know the the one in the char- original guy no oh he yeah, was yeah, the one in sorry. charge of yeah, yeah. putting the uh yeah start together like it seemed like he was talking like a, a video game <laughs> right and a lot of points yeah what about the other uh, the other end yeah. element. That was much better, I felt. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What did you think? Like, I mean, I knew, obviously, you know. Um, I thought it was better. Yeah. Um, But I, I in the way that uh, Robert Downey Jr. looks pretty good in Civil War, mm-hmm. in Civil War, even though I could tell, I was like, oh, you're kind of, they kind of youngified you. They kind of just blurried us. Uh, yeah, yeah, of, yeah. Like your... Skin smooth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um. But yeah, that felt better. Maybe because they were basing it on like an actual human being's performance. That's true. Yeah, yeah. They, they probably got her to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you know, had the right, had the right movements. How do you they, compare? Oh, sorry. We're gonna no, no, go. How do you compare that to Tron Legacy? Wow, Tron Legacy was. I mean, I enjoyed the film, but what a whack uh, CG replacement! It just yeah, it just not didn't real. work. No, his yeah. mouth just didn't move. Exactly. And I was like, did Jeff Bridges just walk in with a big beard and they just couldn't track the beard? And he was like, well, I'm not shaving. And they were like, God damn it, Jeff Bridges. We Come can't on, say bro. anything. <laughs> just shave. He's like, you know, he's embodied the dude. The dude has embodied him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know what was going on there. It just didn't work. Yeah. I've seen a couple of CG heads just not work. Right. But I thought, uh, I thought, Jeff, I thought Tron was like, I've seen them do it better and earlier films oh wait hold on one second um, yeah I have heard it done better in other films yeah 
Yeah, or seen it done better in other films. What about in Westworld when they had the de-aged Anthony Hopkins? Did you think that was okay? I thought that was good. That was, yeah, that was yeah. good. I was, although the body was odd to me because it was such a smaller- Skinnier guy. Yeah, skinnier yeah. guy. I mean, they kind of had to, right? Yeah. But, but in terms of like- um, He didn't have, he didn't talk much. <laughs> no, he didn't say shit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I think they looked almost like they just did a pace, like a still pace. Yeah, almost. and just tracked him on. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. whoever came up with that quick solve, you did a good job. <laughs> Because I even kind of took a double take. I was like, oh, is that a young him? I thought it was good, yeah. Um, th- but there's there's been some amazing moments in in uh, like the advances with CG in, in, TV, yeah. in TV now. Right. Like, have you ever looked at one of the older shows that have like, like where visual effects is an integral part of it? Like, uh, mm. like uh, sliders or like- Sliders. Yeah. I right? loved that show. Yeah, it was dope. That was a great show. Fucking good. Jerry fucking McConnell. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's going after when it. he left the show at the end and his brother his was- His brother joined. And his brother was in the show yeah. and his brother was still part of the team. I was like, what the fuck is this show she now? Off the TV. Yeah. Rembrandt was the only original member that stuck around, but oh, even no, he, he died. He, he died at some point. As yeah, now, he I'm died sure. at some point yeah, too. Yeah. There was um That show just completely lost its way at the end. Oh, it did. Yeah. But it had some, had some you know, had some- had some quality in it. Yeah, it did have some quality. Yeah, 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 yeah. It did yeah. really did have some quality. You know what it reminded me of? Dungeons Wonderful. and Dragons. Oh, really? Because right. remember they slide to the you know the past, mm-hmm. and then they can't get back, and then they eventually make it back. The cartoon Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And they eventually make it back, but then they're not sure if it's their reality or some shit, right? And then the same thing happened to the sliders. Yeah. Mm. And then you never know. You know what? They'll never bring that franchise back. Speaking about different dimensions, I watched- Primer the other night. Have you ever seen it? That's a great movie. Yeah, you saw it? Very trippy movie. Very trippy. You have to do, you have to know, yeah, you have to keep track of shit. Yeah, you do. So I watched it and then I watched it like, you know, very intensely. Like I wasn't, sure. I didn't even, I don't think I even blinked until like the last half hour and then like someone was texting me and then like, you know, I kind of, and but the last half hour is most important. So I totally lost the run of the movie. But then I watched like a half hour breakdown after the movie of some girl who actually went and illustrated all the people and like did oh. like a whole breakdown. Yeah, sure. To it. And I was like, can every movie end like that now? Like after I saw <laughs> Doctor Strange, I was like, can someone illustrate the movie for yeah. me? Like frame by frame now? I want to I wanna know what happened. Can the end credits just be yeah, yeah. So like this, a full so- explanation of what the fuck we just saw? <laughs> That's a way better thing of doing the end credits. Like, okay. Yo! Stay here for the explanations of the film. <laughs> if Okay, we need to do a movie. We yeah. need to do a short film yeah. <laughs> where it's 20 minutes of the most complex, just like non-linear narrative storytelling ever. Yeah. And then we need to do another like an hour and 30 minutes of explanation, <laughs> explanation. after. So it adds up to a full movie. You're perfect. Oh my God. That's the, that's the future the future of cinema. You heard it right here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Have you seen like, oh, also future cinema, cinema uh, vertical, vertical screen narratives. Oh. Have you have you been to that? Have you seen that festival that they had out here recently? No, I heard about it though. Yeah, yeah. You think that shit's cool? Or is that shit stupid? Um, I don't know. We already, look, we already do it anyway when we're walking yeah. down the street. Yeah, we do it. Um, when are we gonna fully embrace that? I don't know. I mean, I've, I've see, I've been a designer on, on TV for years, so like, sure, my t- my eye is like almost like you know in a sixteen nine format. You know, Every, like my composition yeah, eyes. Your like, mind's in a 69 format. Yeah. Oh yeah. Forever. <laughs> um, no, no. I've got this like, like compositionally, like all my stuff always works out at 69. Right. Um, oh yeah. It's like learning a new language. Yeah. And then you got to flip the From format. Balance, and, like perspective. Doing square videos. You know, my pet peeve is when people do square videos and write text, like who spends time getting videos, blurring the edges and then writing white text above it. 
Yeah. For like Facebook. You'll never believe what this dog did. Like who makes that shit? Yeah. Who spends time making yeah. memeable videos? You will, you you know, it's funny. You will never get to the original point because by the point that <laughs> it's come to you, yeah. it's been uh, resampled, yeah. re-everything, re-screen grabbed. Oh, like man. even though the text is blurry as fuck on the top. He is JPEG and, artifacting everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're like, what am I looking at right yeah. now? Yeah, it's just a blur. Yeah, like 32 DPI. <laughs> Yeah, it's gross. Yeah. Like, who is the guy that starts it? Who? Where does know. it start? I don't but know. Like, who also has the time to sit down, rip it, bring it into some video editing program, Yeah, blur the edges, and... What's in it for them? I don't know. Do they make money? I don't money? understand the internet. Is there is some guy have a job where they do that? I guess. Like, like, is there anyone from BuzzFeed listening? Can you fucking call me up and explain it to me? I want to know. I know there probably is. You did a talk there recently. Hello, <laughs> BuzzFeed. <laughs> Please explain what the fuck goes on what in your the, video division. What the man. is going on? <laughs> yeah, please. Will Varner, my friend at BuzzFeed, please explain please to me. Please explain to me, man. <laughs> Shout out. Get me on Twitter. You know, it's my visit at BuzzFeed, though. I did see where they do all the tasty food preparation stuff. Delicious. Yeah, and I was just like, oh... Oh, so they have like a full video unit in there and... Yeah, they they have like, uh, not I wouldn't say full sets by any means. It's more just like um, an area that's a functional kitchen that's also reappropriated for video content. So we went from aliens to food real quick. This just shows, you know... That we're friends? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that we're actual friends. We're actual friends. And also that we're just hungry bastards, really, I feel. Yeah, exactly. So that said, you want to go eat? Yeah, we should eat. Okay. All right. Peace out, everyone. Peace. See, it wasn't that fun... That was a lot of fun. At the end, they return into a completely different podcast and is actually a really good time. And uh, I think we're better people for it. That said, happy holidays, everyone. Uh, this is episode six. We're going to go into a little bit of a hiatus and then we're going to come back in a few weeks and I'll let you guys know when. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy New Year. All the other things that matter around this time of year. Make sure you travel safe and... Don't kill yourself in New Year's. And if you want to check out more of Shane's work, go to shanegriffin.nyc. Of course, check out sundayafternoon.us, of which he's one of the co-founders. Don't forget to subscribe to First Generation Burden on iTunes. If you want to follow me on social media, it's rich underscore to you on Instagram and Twitter. Rich to one word on Snapchat if you're into that shit. Intro music and outro music by Ben Sound. Thanks for listening. Episode six in the tank. Have a happy, happy everyone. Talk soon.